Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Facing forward is the start of moving forward. You got to face forward in order to start moving forward. Now, this sounds super simple, but it is so hard to walk out. Because as soon, I promise you, as soon as you'll start to move, you'll start to look for it. The, the biggest desire in you, the biggest hiccup is that you're going to want to look back and say, but last time. Pastor Elijah, I understand that's really good into the new. I'm so pumped for you, but you don't know where I came from. You don't know my past. You don't know my hiccups as a person. You don't know. I'm a bad person. I don't do relationships right. I can't love my wife right. I can't love my friends right. I'm a terrible person just in general. I can't finish things out. And you look into your past, can I tell you, move forward. And the first thing you got to do is face forward. you got to look and you can't look back. We talked about this before, but it's like burning the ships, burning the way of escape, burning the thoughts of saying, you know what? I will not look back. I'm not going to repeat this cycle again. Yeah. I'm going to face forward. I'm going to face towards what he did. It says, forget the past. Forget the former things. I know you went through them, but now it's time to level up. Now it's time to look forward to what he has for you in the future. Are you ready for that? Amen. Verse 19, he says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Woo, I love this so much. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now, this is good news for all of us because we don't have to wait on God to move. He's already moving. He's just waiting on our perspective to change so we can see it and become a part of it. Let me say that again. This is in my own words. God's moving and he's waiting for you to jump on the train. He's waiting for you to get on. He's waiting for you to stand up. So I wrote this out. Shift your focus, shift your future. Now, it's one thing to turn your focus. It's one thing to turn your gaze and say, all right, I'm going to look at the new. All right, I'm going to start dreaming. All right, I'm so excited for this. But here's what happens. It's just like Peter when he got out of the boat and he started walking on the water. He, he kept his eyes on Jesus until it got rocky. And that's the hard part when the storm comes. When all of a sudden the dreams are gone and now it's real life grind time and now it's the late nights and you're tired and the kids are screaming and they won't stop screaming <laughs> and you're loving your wife and you're loving your wife and she just won't stop nagging you and you're trying to love your fellow students you're going to school with a good attitude every day but now this kid won't stop just won't stop he's calling you names he's picking on you like like something is breaking things down. You're trying to love your boss, but your boss keeps putting this workload that is unattainable. What do you do in that time when you're trying to keep your focus up, but now you're starting to see the waves? So I see, see, I told you I can. I knew it. You see the waves? This is impossible. But it's your focus. It's your focus. It's not just your gaze. It's not just the way you look. It's your focus. Now, I'm a videographer. 
So I do everything in picture and video, okay? Even when I'm walking through the streets, I'm like, ooh, cinematic shot. <laughs> like I see everything in 60 frames per second, okay? It's all slow to me, you know? You're all in like, well, I'm living like this. <laughs> like I see everything like that. I'm like, oh, that would be an epic shot. Oh, that's hot, I like that. But when I put my camera on and I'm ready to film, I have to make sure I'm focused on the right thing. Because if I just stick it on, I just turn it on, and it's focused on whatever, you'd be like, what the jazz was this guy filming? Like, I don't even know. It could be focused on you, it could be focused on that person back there, it could be focused on the lights, who knows? And sometimes we just put our, put our gaze towards God, we're like, all right, God, just whatever you have. But I'm telling you, shift your focus to not just, God, I want a bright future, but focus on, God, what are you calling me to do? And stay tuned. God, what am I supposed to be focused on as a believer? What am I supposed to be focused on as a father? What am I supposed to be focused on as a student? What am I supposed, what am I supposed to be focused on? And let's get my gaze shifting. Because when I focus on something with my camera, all of a sudden you can say, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be looking at. And it's, it's, it's going away from the waves, away from the storms, away from things that happen in life that are so hard and so rocky. And saying, no, 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 no. As for me, in this season, I'm going to rock eight, nine, because I'm looking, I'm focused on what God is doing. I'm perceiving what he's doing in the new. Woo! Right, let's finish up verse 19. He says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, this is so counterintuitive to our culture. Because life can't be in the same place as death. Rivers can't be in the same place as dry. It doesn't make any sense, right? You either are wet or you're dry. You're either awesome or you're not, you know? You, you just, it's black and white. And Jesus is amazing because when he comes in, his heart is that we understand who he is. We understand his promise on our lives. We understand that the past doesn't have to describe and define our future. It doesn't. And he says, in the wasteland, the place that you counted out, in the place you called done. In fact, the wasteland was a place where you died. It's the desert. Nothing can live. Nothing can live. It's like plants in my house. Once they get in my house, they ain't gonna live. I know that. Me and my wife were very aware. We do not have a green thumb. We kill everything, air plants included. Like, how do you kill an airplane? I don't know. We do it. Ask us later. We'll tell you how. But he's saying, in the place of death, in the place where you counted out, in that place where nobody knows about but you, but it's the place you always go back to in your mind, in that space, I want to release rivers. Write this down. Your provision is in the process. Your provision is in the process. See, this is, again, so counterintuitive to our culture. Because the process is the hard part. We think the provision is in the promise. The provision is when we get there. The provision is when we get that promotion. The provision is when we get that conversation with our kid. They say, you're my dad. I love you. You're my hero. I want to be just like you. They think, we think that's provision. That's the mark of success. 
Can I tell you, can we redefine that? Your process has so many opportunities for provision in your life. True provision is when you wake up every day and choose to be a good dad. It's when you wake up every day and say, you know what, as a mom, I'm gonna pour into my kids and I'm gonna love them no matter what. It's every day waking up and say, I'm gonna meet with Jesus today. I'm gonna get with him and learn his word. I'm gonna get it in my heart. That's provision, because you know what it is? It's making you ready for what's to come. Because you'll never be able to handle what's to come unless you do the process. So your provision's in the process. You gotta stick to it. You gotta stick to it. He says, I'm making rivers in the wasteland. You will never get rivers unless you start with the wasteland. Doing things that count in the desert. Doing things that count with the things that you count out as dead. And God said, I want to refresh that space in you. I know, that place that hurts. Again, that space that if someone stole something from you, they neglected you, abandoned you, I get it. He says, I want to do something in that space of your life. Because when that space starts to come up and become healed and whole and healthy, then my rivers come. My rivers, waters, streams. God talks a lot about rivers and water in the Bible. <laughs> Almost every time that he does, he's talking about the spirit and power of God. I'll tell you this season, it's going to be a season where God not only refreshes you and makes you able to handle the new, but he's going to restore you with the spirit. Not only to even, but so that you can release his spirit everywhere you go. And don't get freaked out because God is a good father. He's not one that wants to be mystical or away from our understanding. I just want to be this God that's far off and saying like, you know, if you could find me, try. You know, I would never do that to my kids and God never does that to us. He wants to be found by us. He wants to be understood by us. But a lot of times it's just bringing our desert to him and saying, God, I need refreshing in this. I need restoration. I'm not going to be able to handle where I'm headed unless you restore. But a lot of times what we do is we come to God and we're like, God, this year, this season, I want so much of you. I want so much of you, God. All that you have for me. I know you have a ton for me. So God, pour it out. Pour it out. God, God, pour it out. And the problem is, we're capping him because of our mindset. We're capping him because of where we're looking, where we're focused. Like God pour it out, but he can't because we're capping him with our unbelief and, and the way that we're, we're viewing his purpose for our lives and the way that we're viewing ourselves. We say this a lot, but if you can't get the view of yourself as a child of the king that has authority to rule over the earth, You'll never be able to see who he is as God is ruler over everything. So we don't have a good identity. We have an identity crisis in the church. We don't know who we are. We're walking around like hoping things happen. Like God, please pour it out. He goes, I can't. I can't because I want to, I want to use you. Like God, just move. Just do your things. Like, no, I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to actually use you to do it because you're the agent. You're the one I want to use. And others of us, we come to God and we're like, all right, God, I want all of you. I just want all of it. So God, pour it out. And we get a little bit. <laughs> it's like, glory, refresh, pour it out, God. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. <laughs> and we don't get all of him. We get a little bit. Because we change a little bit in our lifestyle. But, Pastor, I am busy. <laughs> I ain't got time. <laughs> so this is all you get into the new look at my new oh Jesus pour it out and say, like, I have so much more for you but you gotta change your perspective you gotta do the things that count you gotta know that your provision's in the process it's your process it's doing the grind work it's getting before him and saying God I need to know you I need my heart broken and there's other of us that we get a little bit more perspective but still it's not a lot it's not a lot. But here's what we do. We look at others and we say, it's better than them. I'm doing better than, I got more than them. Look at me go. I got more glory, more glory than the sports part, you know? I'm more like, you know what I'm saying? Like God's doing this just a little bit more. But we're missing out on the point. That God wants to bring us into the new. Into so much that it pours out of our life. It's the excess. It's not just survival mode. It's not just a little bit, God, I need you again. Oh, then I go a week and I, oh, God, I need you again because I'm dry again. God said, no, I don't want to do that. See, this year, man, I'm taking the cap off. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for God to pour out all that he has. How many are ready for that in your life? You want to get so preppy, you kill it with 89, that all of it's ready to go. All of it's good. You say, God, I want it all. Pour it out. Give me everything. Are you ready for that? You ain't even ready. You're so worried about the carpet right now. <laughs> You're so worried. You're like, what is up there? <laughs> My team is freaking out right now. They didn't even know I was going to do this. Tim's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but you're focused on the wrong thing. Because you know what? When God shows up, it might get a little messy. Mm -hmm. Oh. When we get undignified as a church, you better believe it. Yeah. You better believe it. Because you know what? When the captives are set free, they don't come out and say, yay. <laughs> oh, good. No more jail. Like one of my best friends got out of prison. You know what he did with the freedom? He ran. Worried about the storms, but this season, no more. 
No more. We're going to get undignified in our walk with God. We're going to get undignified the way that we hear him. The way that we move out and risk. Yo, we got to get risky. Not risky, risky. We're going to get crazy with our faith. Why? Because we're not settling for one through nine anymore. We're not settling for little faith. We're not settling for, well, I, I, you know, I, I, I had an opportunity, but I, I just had, you know, it's like, we have these conversations and like, Jesus is the last thing we talk about. It's so awkward. You want to know why? You can talk about Muhammad, talk about Buddha, you talk about all the other names besides Jesus, and Jesus is the only name that makes everybody like squeamish, because he's the name that is above all names. There's nothing can compare to his name. That's why when we say the name of Jesus, it brings power and authority into the situation, because he is the authority over all things. So as soon as you say his name, no other name can compare. And all, in fact, the Bible says, whoo, the Bible says that every knee will bow before that name. Everything. So we're not going to become a church that we're scared. We're doing. We don't even talk about Jesus. We do it in punchline. We don't do it outside. No, we're going to be a church that's undignified. We're loving people right where they are. We're going to the the, the most craziest spaces, and we're bringing this love and glory with us. And everywhere we go, we're bringing the new. In fact, Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3 says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty land. We gotta get thirsty. We gotta get thirsty. We gotta get thirsty. We get thirsty with me. We get thirsty for a move of God. That we're not just looking for entertainment. We're not just looking to come into church just to feel good. Or we're moving out of the excess of what the Father's doing in us to love people like He loves them. gotta love people like Jesus loves them because when you love like that it breaks down all fears all anxiety all things that are uncomfortable it breaks it down because it doesn't matter because you just love people he says I will pour water on a thirsty land and streams on the dry ground I will pour out my spirit on your offspring, my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in the meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. Some will say, I belong to the Lord. That's our church right now. Woo! Come on. When that happens, we're going to be the ones saying, we belong to him. We belong to him. We know who we are. We are the children of the king. We are, that's our father. The one that's moving is our father. That's daddy. We know his voice. We know who he is. We're in the new because he's made us who we need to be to step into it. We're doing things intentional because we understand it's in the process. It's in getting before him. It's in letting him break us, letting him consume us and get all that he has for us. So some will say, I belong to the Lord. Others will call themselves by the name of Jacob. So others will write on their hand the Lord's and will take the name Israel. I love the scripture because it talks about the of God, the refreshing of God, what he wants to do with us. Not just to settle for the sweet, sweet, sweet. And not even to settle for the shh. Pour it out. God pour it out on us. Pour it out on us. All of him. All of him. We're going to take off the cap because we know you're moving. But you're waiting on us to be ready. You're waiting on us to get the end to part right. But it's being intentional. Last thing I want you to write down. It's the fourth thing. 
consistency breeds completion. Consistency breeds completion. If you see this, if you've been a part of the school, you'll know repetition is the way you learn. It's doing it again and again and again and again until you learn it. Sign on day, they come back with the same problems, the same, it's just done differently, it's talked differently, but it's the same stuff. This plus this equals this. This word means this. This is how you spell, this is how you sound out. It's repetition. Because some of us, we're not, we're not reaching our full potential because we're not consistent. We'll do it for a little bit, but then when it gets hard or gets tiresome, or, well, or we just don't want to get up, or we just don't do the things that we need to do in order to stay in that space, that God's going to grow us to completion. This is the season of completion. It's not the season of just enough. It's not the season of getting to halfway and then moving. It's the season of completion. But you got to stay consistent. you got to stay at it. you got to stay daily. Getting on it. Saying, all right, God, what do you have for me today? What do you have for me today? excited when his people get in place. Because when we get in place, God's already ready to pour out. In fact, he's already pouring out. As soon as we get underneath his flow, see Father do in me. He's ready to pour it out. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.